Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Straight out of the burbs of L.A., this is So I Married a Movie Geek. Hello, I'm Chrissy McQueen. Justin Winters is laughing at me on my left. This is So I Married a Movie Geek, and we're having an auspicious start to this episode. Why? Well, two things. Number one, I finally had that birthday that we've been alluding to and watching these movies that I feel like have taken forever for us to finally get under our belt. And number two, we had an election and a very auspicious week, so I'm so glad in a way that we waited to watch these movies to have something to look forward to. <sighs> I just had to get that out of my system. It's good to get it out. It's hard, right? It's been a hard week. Yes. I'm so glad that we watched these movies. Didn't Leonardo DiCaprio take you out of yourself and the sadness, the, the pit of despair? I feel like this is a... Uh a holiday that I half look forward to, but half I'm just like, oh man. My birthday? Leo. No, Leo. I feel like we always watch Leo movies around your your birthday. Well, two reasons for that. Number one, it's my I birthday. Under- I understand the reasons. And number two, his birthday is November 11th, which is Veterans Day and also very close to my birthday. So it kind of makes sense. So, <laughs> so... Not like this doesn't come up like several several times in the past, but if you've never listened to our podcast, Chrissy loves Leonardo DiCaprio. Like I love him a lot. Like one of those chicks that you would see on like... True life. I'm obsessed with Leonardo DiCaprio. Exactly. Well, I was going to go like <laughs> the woman that writes into Maury Povich show saying, Dear Maury, I know that Leo, my, the love of my life, probably watches your show. Because you have me on so I could declare my love for him. Um, and maybe he'll contact the Mari show and then we could have one of those update marriage episodes. I want you to know I'm somewhat reformed and I've gotten better with age about this. However. So when Chrissy was a teenager. Oh boy. And this is something I found out way later than I should have in our relationship. There's like still things you don't know. Dating wise. Chrissy had like a Titanic like seance box basically where she would have you're putting it it was kind of like a seance box titanic seances in her bedroom do you know like with pictures of leo and like i'm sure replica um paraphernalia from the movie you probably had the script in book form of course i did but that wasn't Um, a part of that that was separate the the heart of the sea necklace ocean it's the heart of the ocean (sighs) anyway She's like, she just let that slip like it was nothing. And it, <laughs> I, was like, I was like. Did I tell you the part about how I would set my alarm me, for when the ship right went the down? What? And like that's when I would wake up and do it? You told, you told me the whole thing. Anyway, <laughs> vis-a-vis, Chrissy loves Leo. Yeah, that's true. So um, um, I've just dealt with it. Before catfish was a thing and catfishing was like a term. 
I had an online friendship with a girl who claimed to be Leonardo DiCaprio's model girlfriend when we were, or when I was, 14, and it was on AIM. This friendship lasted like two years. My parents you knew the, about it. Were you in like the Leo... Uh the Leo room. I love Leo room. No, I don't. How, I don't remember how she found me, but well, they didn't have any like profile pictures or anything in AIM, did they? Well, I mean, it was AIM was still uh, housed within AOL at that time, so you could do like keyword Leonardo. I remember being in like the <laughs> chat rooms, but I just remember chatting with people. There weren't like pictures or anything attached because oh, it would take. Gosh. Like, huh? You don't know how far the rabbit hole went then on on AOL. No, it's just been so long ago. You had like Netscape as your browser and you'd pull it open and then you would find videos and it would take like two hours to download one trailer of Romeo and Juliet and then you'd put it on your 200 megabyte laptop. We've talked about like porno pictures and how it would take take seven years, seven years just for for one to (laughs) all the pixels to come come down the screen. Right. You kids don't know how good you You really don't know. But. But yeah, I had, weird. An, I had an online That's a friendship weird with, them, connection, with, with the catfish. Do you know that I, um, so obviously Leo has like an environmental group slash. Yes, he does. Thing Leonardo that he runs. DiCaprio Foundation. So I don't know if she still does, but sometime in the near past, there was a woman on her team, his team mm-hmm. named Justin Winters. That's amazing, by the way. So for the past i don't know 10 years maybe less than that i've gotten correspondence from people thinking i was this justin winters and usually i just don't like respond uh because again we have the same name and then i'm sure we have similar email addresses but a couple times i was just like yeah i'm not that i'm not that justin that's a girl (laughs) that's a girl number one number two no um people keep emailing me i've turned down so many offers chrissy i was just going to say i don't know how you hong can... kong really wants me there apparently well you need to i've always wanted to be like how, how far can i take it <laughs> you know oh my god i'm totally the uh the environmental director for the leonardo dicaprio what would be even smarter is if you used your industry connections to find his like actual personal email somehow and interview him or not interview him take your master plan yes and email him. You knew this was going to happen. Email him from your regular Gmail account and then just be like, you know, it's me, Justin. That that thing we talked about. Yeah. Meet me at Earth Cafe in like a half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> meet, me at, meet me at this random town home in the valley. <laughs> um, I'm trying to keep it on the DL. So come alone. <laughs> if, a, if, a, if a blonde short woman answers the door and instantly jumps upon you like you know the monsters at the end of i am legend know that it's cool and that she won't you know she means well she means well she just wants to you know appreciate you (laughs) she wants to appreciate yes that's that's one way of the seances are over leo (laughs) and then you jump on him we've moved past that phase of my life justin now i'm reasonable so since again, so Chrissy loves Leo. Number one, number two, it was her birthday and Leo's birthday. And in the past, on Chrissy's birthday, basically we have, or yeah, we've given her free reign of what we watch, even if it means upending the rules of usually we watch movies that Chrissy's never seen before and I have seen. So feed the fish, Chrissy. <laughs> feed the fish. <laughs> what if that's still on Netflix? I think it is. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like the sub inception level of Netflix. Like it was totally <laughs> forgotten it was there and no one watches it, but it's still there just wanting to be appreciated. There, so, <laughs> there was a birthday episode, FYI, back in the day where Justin was like, pick something, it's your birthday. And I just wasn't in the mood. I was too tired. But you, fed, you also uh, picked Dogtooth. So, and yeah. We, and we love Dogtooth. So. so I found Feed the Fish huh? and I was like, we're going to watch this because what's his face is in it? Um, come on, what's his name? The um, Oh, come on. The detective with OCD. Monk. Oh, that guy. Yeah. I was like, Monk is in this. I like Monk. And then we watched this movie that we podcasted about, Find the Feed the Fish episode. So this week, Chrissy picked the one Leo movie that neither of us have seen before. Of all his movies. I know. We've seen all of his movies but one up until now. And then the other movie is a Leo movie we've both seen before. True. So... Let's start with the first one, which was... Uh, the one that neither of us had seen before. The Revenant. I, I, so, so, so Chrissy, again, quickly explain why we're the last ones to see The Revenant with you being Leo Superfan. Well, I'm not sure what your exact reasons are. Um, you? Mine, that, that's it? Yeah. We've had the DVD somewhere in our house for... Actually found it, by the way. Do you know where it was? Where? In a drawer in my work desk at work. I was like, oh. Well, how was I going to find it there, Chrissy? You of course were not. I didn't find it. I mean, you're so not. So we've had it for like a year now, and I kept like, oh, hey, do you want to watch this? Eh, no. Okay. So I am a slave to listening to my friends and hearing reviews and all that sort of stuff. And I had heard, you know, it's long. It's just like, it's an overbloated sort of film. It is incredibly violent. It's hard to take. Here's what it is, Chrissy. IMDb's logline, a frontiers man on a fur trading expedition in the 1820s fights for survival after being mauled by a bear and left for dead by members of his own hunting team. Okay, yeah. and So they said that, and you were like... No, that in and of itself, mm. that sounded fine to me. Like, actually, that sounds interesting. I'm curious to see what happens. But then hearing how everybody talked about how, again, how long, how overbloated, and how incredibly um, violent, it just, I have no other word to say other than very violent, um, and that it's hard to take. And I, I was the woman who watched things like Gangs of New York and found that hard to take. I remember feeling drained at the end of that movie and like, oh God, I mean, I'm glad I saw it. I feel like it's an important film to see and yet I'm pretty sure I'm okay never seeing it again. So I I felt like this was going to be in the vein of that in terms of how it made me feel as an audience member and I didn't feel like subjecting myself to it unless I really, really wanted to get some Leo and have it be current. Okay. So you finally saw it. Yeah. What do you think? Pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised. Yes. Okay. Explain. So it as I wipe whatever that, that is. That little gnat near you. Face. Yeah. Go ahead. So I mean, there were there were certain elements that were true in terms of the reviews that preceded it. So yes, it was very long. Yes, it was very violent. Um, however, it was also breathtakingly beautifully shot. The cinematography was beautiful. The places that they chose to shoot were absolutely gorgeous if not incredibly cold looking <laughs> gorgeous um i this might be the first movie i've seen leo in where i've lost the fact that he's leo unless they're doing that fisheye lens close-up where you see his bright blue eyes but beyond that like this is one where i was actually somewhat more interested 
I mean, I'm interested in what happens to him, but I'm interested in like Tom Hardy. I'm interested in, um, what's his face? The guy that we like from In Time. What's his name? Donald Gleason. Thank you. I, I found myself invested more in other characters than just Leo, which is my kind of MO when I'm watching a Leo movie is I'm so fixated on the Leo character, I kind of forget a little bit about everybody else and they're just kind of backgroundy to me as in he's the central. So, and, and obviously what a transformation he undertook physically to to play this role. And I, now that I'm older anyway, <laughs> I appreciated it. Whereas when I was younger, I think if I had seen this when I was 20 or 21, I'd been like, ew, Leo looks grody. I mean, he's such a great actor. Oh my God, he's such a great actor and he's such a serious person. But ew, they made him look so bad. Whereas... Does it, but did he look that much different than what he usually looks like these days? Like he... Um, with his huge like, beard and like... I'm not a fan of the man bun a, and the beard. A, a little bit of paunch in the... The paunch? Stomach, stomach region. Yeah, we're all older now. What happens? Man bun. The, the man bun and the beard, I'm not a fan of. I The paunch doesn't bother me as much because I was never a fan of him for his body anyway. So it, <laughs> I wasn't. He was like a string bean when he was younger. So like, who who looks at that and says, ooh, string bean? All right. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like on the other side of the fence from you basically on this. Oh. Oh. So, so I was just like, the opposite of pleasant laser prize. I was mildly like, <sighs> I was trying to think about it today, just like super bummed out by watching it. I was just like, oh, this is just not my kind of film. <laughs> like in so many ways, here's, here's what I did like in portions of it. I was, and I told you like during the movie, I was like, man, like this looks great. Like a lot of these gorgeous. locations, like it's like planet earth, like, in some shots, we're just like, whoa, that's really cool. Um, the cinematography uh, is great. Except for the fisheye lens thing. That thing, I mean... That drove I, me nuts. It, was it a combination of like a fisheye lens type thing and like a steady cam with a camera? I don't know. At some points, it was being used so much, I kind of felt like I was in the virtual reality version of The Revenant. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> I'm really moving around this landscape. I was like, look at all those people. And like, and it's turning and I'm turning. And I feel like something like that, if I, I could have done with like 30% less of that. I agree. Than those used because when it was, when the, the camera was actually still and you saw some of these landscapes and framing, although the director, like, I guess I'm just not a huge, always a huge fan of the director. The director did Birdman, which we watched, and we were just like, it's like, it's like good. It was good. I wasn't like, Ugh. but I feel like he, like, he's very showy, obviously. Yeah. It, you know what he it makes like me think of? He's like a passionate guy, but sometimes I, I look at, like, his films, and I'm just like, that's like 90% of it. And there's not a lot of substance. I understand that backing it up. I feel like, like pretty it, pictures. Yes, it, it makes me think of the the Bitmoji. Believe it or not, where it's like the Revenant bit, bit, Bitmoji. <laughs> Was that the one where he's getting you know mauled by the bear? Yeah, the bears on top, and then the Bitmoji face is like s- ah! scalp guy on the horse. Yes. No, it makes me think of the emoji. It's not running down his face. <laughs> I'm not. By the way, when I 
let me preface this by saying I'm not talking about the revenant. I'm talking about the the director's choices um, in terms of how he shoots things. But it makes me think of the the bitmoji where it's like your face and it's like so wonderful, nice artistry, beautifulness, and it's like all the the funny, stupid little phrases um, that make it seem like the person might not even speak English. Anyway, it makes me think of that. Like that every time there was the fisheye lens that came up, I was like. Artistry, great. Look at me. <laughs> Look at what I can do. So gorgeous. Like, it's just having one of those moments. I actually fully agree with you, but I think 30% is a good percentage point to fix on. I mean, this thing. is the guy that, that in Birdman was like, it's like it's all in one shot. Yeah. You know, where I don't know. And it was, I just felt like. What was it? This movie was like two and a half hours long. It was long. long. Like it took us forever to watch. It felt like it was like four and a half hours. Titanic felt shorter. You know, I would watch five, Titanic like five times over before I would watch this movie again. Fuck. Yes, you would. Maybe ten times over. I don't yes, know. This you is one of those would. movies where I was like, okay, I get what they're going for. Um, I had a pleasant enough experience, you know, 70% of the time, I guess. But... I probably wouldn't watch it again. That's exactly how I felt after Gangs in New York. You like I said, basically it, it exemplified kinda, what I meant. I was already in a bummed out mood and I was just, <laughs> thank God we watched the other movie because if, if, if we would have watched <laughs> like two Revenant type movies, you would have been like on the mic by yourself. Like Justin refuses to come. <laughs> so we watched of, the of trifecta <laughs> of The Departed, Gangs of New York and We decided Revenant. just to like, for palate cleanser, just Watch Schindler's List, just out of the blue, <laughs> just as like a cherry on top of the really depressing shit cake that of the double feature we watched. <laughs> like you're not gonna come out of the Revenant, like yeah, like let's face life, you know. I guess, and, and another reason, I, it's another one of those movies where it's just like he triumphed over like his like nature and the spirit of life showing uh, through the yeah. odds. He saw he had so many weird dreams slash visions of his dearly departed Indian wife. Wait, wait, wait. And Quick, Justin, Justin. Who am I right now? Yeah. Oh so no 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 no. Wait. Is that my wife? Is that my wife? Anybody see my wife? Oh my My ghost wife. Weep. I'm just going to walk through the trees just like wondering <laughs> like, is that her? Is she whispering to me? <laughs> also, why is she going to whisper the whole time? Is that what happens after people die? Do we just remember them in whisper format? You remember there's one scene where her his ghost, this is towards the end, where his ghost wife like comes right up to him and just like nods or something. Mm-hmm. And then she like turns around and starts walking away. Yes. <laughs> and it's like five minute scene. And I looked at you and I'm like, Where's she going? Like, where's she going? She's going back to her whisper life. You know what the craziest thing about this? I knew nothing about, like, the the history behind this movie. Obviously, it's based on, a, you know, a true story. Um, but apparently not <laughs> the biggest, one of the biggest parts um, about the true story. They changed for this movie. You want to guess what it is? What? In the true story, Glass. Um, so, uh, Leo played Hugh, Hugh Glass. Glass. Um, he did it all just because the men he was with had left him behind weaponless to, to die. That was his reason for revenge. The movie, so that's the real story. He just did it for revenge. Okay. The, the movie adds a murdered son, 
and a wife that apparently never existed. Oh, okay. So two very centrifugal forces in the movie are just completely manufactured. Yes. Gotcha. Um, I guess to add some emotions. I get that because otherwise it's just Leo being like, hey, how dare you leave me back there all by myself to die, you assholes? And then he goes after him. A lot of this movie, he's just like incapacitated, basically. Like, yeah. Yelling, like. No, not yelling. Not yelling. Uh, he's like like Britney Spears in that South Park episode. Gargling, basically. Or crying or shaking. He's mad. And that's the other thing. Now, this is going to sound like a betrayal of my movie love. And yet, hear me out. You don't think he deserved the Oscar? I mean, based on. But Chrissy, why? it was cold there. I know. A, cold there. Yeah. Uh, B, he ate some gross shit. Clearly. C, he had to look like a homeless, like fucking... Uh, vagabond. Vagabond for months and months. But then this maybe the makeup artist This went so that? over long. This cost so much money, Chrissy. It was hard on Leo. Right. He deserves this. So let's go back in time and give it to him for he Inception. He had seven lines that he had to... Learn for this movie. And then he emoted so much. I mean, I'll give him like an MTV award for best fight scene for like the end. He didn't deserve it for this movie. He didn't deserve it for this movie. I'm glad you say that. He deserved it, and we'll get there for our other movie. Boom. Yeah. Boom goes to Leo Dynamite on this episode. Matching the gas tank. Boom, boom. He did. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Foreshadowing. I take back all my rooting for him for the, for the Oscar. I was like, oh, sure. Yeah, give it to Leo. Chrissy loves him. I just didn't know. I didn't understand. I mean, I was rooting for him because he's been so overdue. Like a, It's like the San Andreas earthquake. You're like, any day now. And so I, I rooted for him for that reason alone. Now that I've seen it, is this the vehicle I think he should have won with if we look at all his movies in a canon? No. Am I still happy he won? Yes. It was a sixth Oscar nomination. Yep. Can you name the others? Go. <gasps> oh, okay. Go, Leo fan, are you? Oh, my God. I didn't study. Don't do this to me. All right. But don't do that. Don't do the music. I'm very slow. Um, What's eating Gilbert Grape was this first? Are you going to give me like dings when I get them right? I don't fucking know. Oh, you don't know? No. Dude. You're the super fan. You had a seance box. <laughs> What? <laughs> I'm supposed to know this. I understand that, but I, th- I would have thought that like you would have had. Wow, you failed that one. <gasps> oh, whatever. So basically, if um, crazy fan Leo stuff came up on the Jeopardy board, you would just you probably should stay away from that one. No, I just need more time. I'm not good on um, like if I can study it in advance, yes. But um, another opposite of the fence opinion I have on this film from you is I could never get it past it being Leo. I was just like. That looks like yeah. homeless-looking Leo, basically, you know, out there in the cold. While on the other side, I knew Dom Hardy was in this, but for the first, like, 30 minutes, I was just like, who's this, like, redneck dude? Yeah, like, I agree. Like, chewing the, the scenery like it's Velveeta, basically. Like, he's really, like, putting it out there. I was like, at least he seems like he has, like, verve and, like, energy in, like, a... 
soulless, depressing landscape. Right. <laughs> the rest of the rest of the movie. I totally agree with you. By the way, you keep acting like we're on opposite sides of the spectrum. We no, you said like you, you, you. I said I was pleasantly surprised by the movie overall. No, I'm talking about you were like you. After a while, you forgot that it was Leo, and I said the whole time I was like, oh, it's just Leo. Oh, in terms of, of his account. I was thinking of the extra characters and, and I agree with and you I said that Tom Hardy and stuff. On like the that. flip side, it was it was the opposite with Tom Hardy. I was like right. I knew he was in the movie, but for a long time I was like, Oh, that is Tom Hardy. Like I said, like, does he even look like him? I feel like you need He's to re- like kind of like I need to rephrase my earlier point. I don't mean to say like I lost the fact that it was Leo because he was so convincing as being something else. That was more of a commentary on the physicality and the makeup and the transformation that they did to him to make him look different. I didn't necessarily want to attribute that to his acting ability because it's true. He, Although I will say this, Leo does dying very well. If you look at any movie in wherein his character has died or come close, he is very convincing as a dying person. So there are multiple times throughout this movie where I'm like, That's man, Leo's going to die. He is. He won the Oscar for his dying ability. Oh, if, if that were true, he would have won Romeo and Juliet when he when, when he accidentally drinks the poison then turns over to his side and the one tear rolls out of his eye. I'm telling you, it was gold. Anyway. Chrissy, that was one tear. He like face waterfall throughout this whole movie like half of it turned into ice but you didn't see all the the tears and wetness on his face he evidently so, not he was so sad uh, yeah but see I, like it was i was just oh, oh it's just leo i just kept saying like i wonder what would if it was not leo like who else who else could apparently in the early stages of this movie like years ago someone was discussing um samuel jackson what for this role no. Yes. That's ridiculous. Why? I mean, for real? If we're talking about people who we can't ever separate from the person they are, you know, versus their character, like, I don't see how on earth anybody could say, you know what I do when I see Samuel L. Jackson movies? Think of it as anybody other than Samuel L. Jackson in the part. Are you, say- are you saying Samuel Jackson can't dis- disappear into his roles? I mean, he's got some motherfucking snakes and a motherfucking plane, and he's going to get them off. Wow, Chrissy. I didn't know you were- felt this way about Samuel L. Jackson. I love him, but he's always Samuel L. Jackson. He's a personality, not necessarily an actor. Mm, I mean, I could write off different roles where I'm just like, oh, that was totally different taker uh, role for him than just like, oh, here's Leo... Here's Leo as this. Here's He's Leo like, as that. No. Here's Leo as no, this. No, no, no. What you're, what, the the philosophy like, that, that you're is, ascribing to this Leo. Jules from no, no, Pulp no. Fiction. No, what I'm you're not thinking. This is say, yeah. what you're ascribing to Leo is the Jennifer Aniston philosophy. No matter what Jennifer Aniston does, she's Jennifer Aniston. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. I I think you do Leo a you know, great disservice to put him on. They are on very par. similar. If we're gonna think about it, Jennifer Aniston and Leo. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Record scratch. It's about time for Jennifer Aniston to get her revenant moment. Like, let's find her a role where she can be herself. Uh, you know, barely move for sixty percent of the movie and have eight lines. So basically, like the good girl, but the good girl on meth or heroin. Was she on drugs in that movie? No, but I'm saying that would cause her not to move. True. Or what was that one (laughs) movie with a guy that was? He was um, paralyzed and he could communicate um, with blinking. Oh, I don't know. Was it the diving bell and the butterfly? Was that it, it might be. I have no something idea. Something like that. She deserves something. 
She's been through so much. <laughs> it was a long shoot. It was cold. Okay, so... In terms of things you didn't like about the movie. Did not? Did not. Okay. I still think it was too long. I agreed with everybody who said that it was too long. Yeah. It was. It was too this long. This thing could have been wrapped up in well under two two hours. Not only that, but because it's a kind of a, a heavier movie in terms of the content, it was a long movie that felt even longer than its two and a half hour running time. Not to keep bringing it back to Titanic, but Titanic, which was a three hour, 14 minute film, feels shorter due to the pacing and the way they... they Talked? Dialogue? Yes. And the way that James Cameron wrote so a script. No, no dialogue. A lot of, like I said, just planet earthy scenescape, you know, shots of yeah. beautiful scenery. A lot of people just running around with a camera behind them like they're in some kind of, again, VR revenue experience. <laughs> um, yeah, super long. So definitely too long. Um, I actually agree to the to a certain point about that perhaps it had a little too much going on in it in terms of, you alluded to this earlier about how you felt the director does things, not necessarily due to its content value, but due to the artistry aspect of it. And there were several things. Like, for instance, we talked about jokingly the whispering. The whispering in and of itself I could have done without. The entire time, do we really, every 10 seconds approximately, need to hear his Pawnee wife whispering to him from the abyss? Is that a thing? And then at the end, when they had him catching his breath over the credits, I was like, is that, is that another thing? Like, li- things like that, even though they're small in and of themselves, kind How of How do we know if he me. survived at the end, Chrissy? He stared at the camera for like five minutes straight, <laughs> like emoting, and then it just went to black. I mean, I guess we wouldn't other than hearing, <sighs> over the credits. <laughs> I wouldn't even to like pull out the the sleepaway camp um, impression. <laughs> <sighs> I wish you would have. That would have been great, especially after that long movie. We he had that. a vagina the whole time. <laughs> that would have made this movie so much better. <laughs> Can you imagine that's his, the big reveal at the end? His name is Angela. <laughs> 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 that would have been the best Let's talk about the most ever. famous scene in this movie where okay. the the infamous <laughs> scene where for I mean obviously we've never seen this movie but we've read, read things about it. The bear. Yeah, people were like Leo got fucked by a bear. <laughs> and, and I remember hearing that uh, that was probably the time where I was like, "Chrissy, can we watch this Leo bear fucking movie you right were, now?" And I'm like, "I don't think I can handle that." And I didn't want to be the person who, like, "Okay, I'm just going to watch you know, your favorite actor of all times movie without you um, that involves bear fucking, apparently, <laughs> just so I can be a part of the water cooler conversation. But nope, didn't. Thank you, Justin. Just read about the bear fucking. You're a keeper. But, and then they're like, actually, there's no bear fucking. And I was like, okay, I guess I can wait a little while. <laughs> so he gets in a fight with a bear. Yes, a very bad fight with a bear. Note to self, by the way, don't get in a fight with a bear. It ends badly. If there's one thing that I've learned in in the past couple of years of producing television is if a bear comes at you, pretend you're dead. Do the f- head down, cover your head with your arms and your hands and like into a ball and just like pretend you're like a tick when like 
you start poking it. Just just protect your protect your head and your neck. That's the main thing. Thank you for that PSA, Ranger Joe. Hey, it's important, man. It is important. Don't leave your trash out either. Bears like the trash. Somebody's going to be listening to this, and then years from now, we're going to get an email. I'm like, thank you for that. It'll probably In be- In the Revenant episode, <laughs> I didn't know, and I was attacked. Or because we have three listeners, and everyone's like, oh my God, their podcasts lately with their guests have been so long, I can't listen to this one. It'll just be me because I'm accident prone. <laughs> Next time the bear comes, I'll know what to do. Thanks, Justin. You saved my life. Bear survival tips. Put that in the show notes. Yep. Bear survival tips. Yep, that's important. So yeah, it was it was an interesting scene. I mean, he was like a video game bear a little bit. A little bit. It's funny because at the very beginning when the, when the bear first came into view, I was like, is that a real bear? A CGI bear? And then as it went war on, I'm like, and we know the answer is not a real bear. And there were like several rounds. Ra- it was like a WWE fight. There were several rounds. Yep. It was very brutal. I don't think, though, that the bear fucked Leonardo DiCaprio. No? No. I, I, there was no penetration? I don't think so. But there was one part where it seemed like the bear was like like riding him like a like a um, kid's theme park ride. Yes, like that's in, true. Like he was like laughing like, ha, 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 you know. I mean, that's what animals do, though. They physically use their their um, their their body to dominate an opponent and 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 they do that by just like dogs you know they want you to be on the lower promontory and then for the for them to be on the higher one it's the same thing maybe the bear was too picky and it's just like i'm not gonna fuck that, that or dude. that that could that, be it that too homeless looking vagabond dude let him shave crying and listening to his shave your beard hippie whispering wife in the wind of the trees I'm really convincing. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. So yeah, the bear fight scene, no fucking, but... No. I mean, it definitely... What, it came like 30%, uh, th- 25% away into the movie. It livened things up a little bit. Oh, to say the least. Yeah, I remember... I needed several bear fights, basically. At the end, I was like... I think I've been deprived of a couple more. So then, what's the better fight? Wild animal fights so, during this movie. So, what's the best fight of the movie? Is it the bear and Leo, or is it Tom Hardy and Leo at the end, or any uh, other than fights that happen throughout? You know what? It has to go. It has to go with the the one at the end. You know why? Why? Because I know, like from just like reading and like uh, watching interviews with Tom Hardy, hearing stories about people who've worked with him and stuff, he seems like just like a genuinely like out there crazy dude. Yeah. So I was watching it and I was like, I wonder if they're just like, do maybe not doing this hundred percent this fight, obviously because they're not stabbing each other and all this stuff. They but weren't. They're do- but they're doing it like ninety percent. Like. They're really angry at each other and they're going to make this look real. And like Tom Hardy's not going to let up. So I was just like, I was like, damn, this is pretty good. Like, <laughs> it is pretty interesting. It was good. It was good. I, I think that's the winner too between the two fights. Apparently, the true story, um, he let both of those guys, the the two guys live, like the guys that he wanted revenge on mm-hmm. at the end, the, the kid and Tom Hardy, both of them, he was like, oh, you know, it's cool. Shut up. He let Tom Hardy live in real life? Yeah. What? Yeah. So oh, basically, this movie is not based on a true story. This 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 movie... Inspired by a true story. It's on a throne of lies. The Revenant. Lies. Lies. 
Um, do you think he survived at the end? Obviously, because of the breathing. Um, <laughs> I'm really on the fence about it. I'm gonna say no. See, like he was like in a bad state. Yeah, he didn't seem to to do good. This movie got 82 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So the the estimated budget is 135 million. It grossed 183 million at the box office. Wow. Um, let's see if we got any crazy trivia here. Uh, due to production being behind schedule, the snow melted during the location shoot in Canada before filming was complete. With summer rapidly approaching, there was no choice of it to relocate the entire production to southern Argentina Ugh. where there were similar wintry conditions. That also sounds horrible. It sounds very expensive. Yes. It sounds like a huge hassle. It sounds like something I wouldn't want to do. No? No. You want to... Wait a minute. So, even... So, let's go back in... Let's go back in time. Okay. They're getting... Doing pre-production of this movie and they're like, hey, you know what we need... A young blonde woman in her, you know. In her, she has no age because her, she's timeless. In, yeah, her timeless age. We just got to like dirty her up a little bit and she's going to be part of the, uh, one of the crews. I'm like, where sure. would you fit in? I don't know, cameo? <laughs> you could be another whisper in the woods. Oh, I can be a whisper in the woods. I'm would you have been like, no, I can't live amongst these conditions. Even... Even if it's near Leo, like you were like, I would even freeze for Leo. I think I would have figured out a way. I don't think it would have, yeah, played into my consciousness to not figure out a way. So, Leo's vegetarian? Yes. But apparently, he actually ate that raw slab of bison's liver in the movie. Oh, gross. I didn't know that. Not only that, Chrissy, he learned to shoot a musket, build a fire, speak two Native American languages. And study with a doctor who specializes in ancient healing techniques. I'm surprisingly not surprised by that sort of stuff. And I say that because I feel like he's come a long way in recent years to try to really acclimate to a role and make it as true and as convincing as possible. He's a Boy Scout doing his homework. Basically. But he still didn't deserve this one. No, I agree. (laughs) Just because he did his homework doesn't mean he gets a, a fancy award. Um, didn't know this again, crazy trivia on IMDb. Uh, I don't know if this is true. Tom Hardy has stated that he does not read scripts. Oh, wow. That's good. That's always a good choice. At one time he was due to star in a movie called Splinter Cell. Um, he wanted to play a soldier in that film, but Leo begged him to read the script for this movie. Hardy read half the script and accepted the role. Clearly this guy just knows what he likes and he chases after and that's it. He's like, you know, this is it. Done. I, I assume they mean he doesn't read his script before he accepts the role. But I mean, once he yeah. accepts the role... And he has to read it. Or does he just like make stuff up? No, there's no way because they, they shoot out of sequence. <laughs> so there's no way they could be like, now he No, apparently the, they shot this movie in sequence. This movie, that I knew. But I'm saying if that's Why? his MO, they can't do that. Why would they do that? I have no Is idea. Is that just another like, look what I can do? Oh God! Let's get let, like let's really live their story by shooting this whole movie in sequence. Yikes! Yeah, I have no idea why. In terms what of the driving nightmare. force, it sounds terrible though. So the director uh, Alejandro Inarritu, you have to imagine being like, just like basically yelling at everyone on on set. 
<laughs> he had a temporal nature. Um, that, along with a high-pressure schedule and unpleasant filming conditions, made it a very difficult shoot, caused several crew members to leave the project or were fired. He explained in an interview, quote, As a director, if I in- identify a violin that is out of tune, I have to take it out from the orchestra. Yeah, that's that's like I mean that's an eloquent analogy. Leo uh, chose this over Steve Jobs. Oh man, can we go back in time and have him like rechoose? Although I really did enjoy what's his face and Steve Jobs. Blue eyes. What's his name? Um, Fassbender. Fassbender. That's right. Um, I enjoyed him. This was also the third film that featured Leo um, and his character having dreams and illusions of his deceased wife. Wow. Okay. Name the other two. Chrissy, Leo superfan, go. Uh, of his deceased wife? Yep. Uh, Inception. Yes. And... Do, 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 I can't go back do, too far. Do, uh, sorry. Do, There's so many movies and I do, literally do. think about them one at a time. Wow. Um, I mean, it wasn't Scorsese. His- Shutter Island. Oh, Shutter Island. Yeah, that'll do it. Anyway, so to sum up, Revenant, long. Very long. But good looking. Agreed. Leo, good job, I guess. Good job. I mean, I feel like he did the most he could have with that role. What are you going to do when there isn't enough dialogue because you get injured early on or because you can't move? It's like there's only so much you can do. Um, Too much... Dreams and whispering and yeah, I probably fish get away from eye VR yeah, exactly cam all, experiences. It was basically all all of the superfluous fluff. Get yeah. rid of the superfluous fluff. Give me the ninety hundred minute version of the Revenant yes. without all the the BS type stuff. Yeah, that's a hundred percent true. Maybe one extra bear fight scene. Just one. One to two. One to two. Okay. What will be your final grade? Um, B minus C plus. C plus. Yeah, I have to give it a C plus. A very depressing. Agreed. C plus. Required viewing for any true Leo fan, but outside of that, it's like, how depressed do you want to be today? Yeah. And then decide from there. So let's move on to our second movie. Yes. A happier film. Mm-hmm. What did you choose as your second film? What's Eating Gilbert Grape? So What's Eating Gilbert Grape from 1993, the logline is, after his father's death, Gilbert has to care for his mentally disabled brother, Arnie, and his morbidly obese mother, which is suddenly challenged when love walks into his life. Aww. Poor darling Cates. So Chrissy? Yes. I fucking love what's eating Gilbert Grape, yo. Oh, I could tell, y'all. You could tell? What, are you, what does that mean? Because as we were watching periodically, you're like, oh, this part. And then you quote a line and you knew it. And I'm like, he remembers that whole line or that whole little scene. Okay. That's a sign. Are you, you liked a hater it. of the, the Gilbert Grape? No, 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 no. You're implying that because I'm saying like, wow, he really liked this. And I'm also saying like, you shouldn't like this. That's not what I was saying at all. Okay. So this movie's awesome. Yes. And it's... it. <laughs> You're so effusive in your praise. Well, hold on. I'm getting there. Yes. What I was going to say is that it's it's amazing to see the transformation 
of of Leo through the years. Again, it's one of those things where if you look at at, at his work through a canon, his very first uh, feature film was This Boy's Life with uh, Robert De Niro. This came out the same year as This Boy's Life, no, right? One year later. Oh, okay. Yeah. And and then this was his second movie. He took his mom to the Oscars, and at the time, it wasn't just because like he does it now when he's like. And he's still taking his mom to the Oscars. I know, but he does that now. I feel like when he's in between supermodel girlfriends, it's like, and I'll go back to being my mama's boy and bring my mom. But this was like, well, what's was, up with that? Why can't um, why can't Leo settle down? That's a loaded question. Hmm. I mean, maybe I could go back on AIM and, and Skype or Skype hmm. and, and message, not real. <laughs> message Jennifer and be like, Jen, can you tell me what's happening? Hmm. So there's does that. He, does he enjoy his, um, what's it, his, his pussy posse too much? I mean, the if single you, swinging life. I mean, you're a man. Tell me if you had a pussy posse that looked like all Victoria's Secret Angels, what would you do? No, that's not his pussy posse. His pussy posse is his bros. Oh. Never mind. What kind of Leo fan are you? When you say pussy posse, I'm like, does that mean the actual pussies? No, it's his, bro, his bros before hoes. He's got his guy friends like uh, Toby McGuire yeah. and Lucas Haas. Yes. And um, the... Marky Mark. The dude from uh, Entourage, Kevin Connolly. They go out and like go to um, Bar Marmont and yeah. places like that with... And they meet the models there. He's really been the big models aren't part of the pussy forever. posse, right? Well, okay, fine. It's you know vernacular at this point. <laughs> yeah. um, but back to Gilbert Grape. So <laughs> when this movie came out, I didn't watch it right away. Um, I was still knee deep in my like superficial loving Leo face. So I was like, if it's not Titanic or Romeo and Juliet or maybe Quick and the Dead, maybe The Basketball Diaries, I'm not interested. Wait, so you waited years and years and years to watch this? No, not years and years and years. This came out way before Titanic. Oh, I know. Okay. I didn't see it until I saw Titanic and then I went, basically after I saw Titanic, well, so like let me half a, You waited half a dec- decade or something? You know what? It wasn't, because to be fair, my my entry drug into Leodum was not Titanic. It was Romeo and Juliet. So I saw Romeo and Juliet, was introduced to him, and then went, I must know all the things. And then I went back and watched all the things in preparation, knowing Titanic was coming out the following year, which I was very excited about. And then I downloaded the script illegally. Okay. So I digress. Um, when I went back in time and popped in the VHS of What's Eating Gilbert Grape, it, it, was, it was a simultaneous thing where I'm like, Oh my God, he's so good. Like, he's actually a really good actor, not just this super cute guy that I'm obsessed with. He's really, really good. And then I was pleasantly surprised by the movie itself. Again, this is one of those, let's take Leo outside of the picture things and just look at the picture itself. Um, I enjoyed the movie. And although I won't say as care, I cared as much what happened to Johnny Depp as I did to Leo, because clearly Leo. Um, I still, I mean, it had a lot of pathos. I cared when, spoiler alert, bad things happen to to Mama in the movie and the kids all kind of have to sack up and deal with it and, and poor Arnie when he has his altercation with, with Gilbert. There, there were a lot of those moments where I'm like, this is, this is just one that, that makes you feel all the feels. And I know I'm being oversimplifying that, but... But sometimes that you almost need to oversimplify things and just like sometimes a movie takes you by the stupid heartstrings and then says like, now we're going to play you a song. 
I probably haven't seen this movie in like 15 years or something like that. But watching it back, it's amazing how much this whole movie hinges on his performance. Yep. Like think of if, if, if this could, and there are certain movies out there where, you know, and it's weird as a kid, I, uh, I was around camp, uh, summer camps, um, places like that where there were kids, young adults, um, who were mentally, mentally challenged, stuff like that. Yeah. So it's not, it's not, it's not an easy thing to, uh, you know, tackle, tackle, but he like knocked it out of the park and I j- just watched it back. I'm like, this could have gone so wrong. And if this would have been a different actor, um, Agreed. than him, I also feel like we wouldn't even be talking about this movie now, not just because obviously we're doing a Leo oriented podcast, but I mean, we as in like the culture, pop culture, we wouldn't even be talking about what's eating Gilbert grape as a, as a movie were it not for Leo and his performances already. Um, to echo what you said, I do feel like he does make the movie. Um, and as good as it was in terms of what it made you feel like I was arguing earlier and the writing and all that good stuff at the end of the day, it would just be like, oh, Johnny Depp was in this movie one time and it was a good movie as opposed to people still talk about this sometimes. Remember when Johnny Depp used to play actual human beings? I know. It's been a while. Like you've unearthed a a time capsule. You're like, (laughs) what is this? Who is this person? You could see his face. It says it's Johnny Depp, but it doesn't look like Edward Scissorhands. Oh, well. I know. I was just... Why not? Don't compare it to a, a, another good Johnny Depp movie. <laughs> I was thinking more of like Alice in Wonderland. And, you you could know. do that. What was the movie where he was high on opiates all the time? High on opiates? Yeah. Wasn't that Alice in Wonderland? No, it was with Heather Graham. Heather Graham. I remember seeing it in the 90s in the movie theater. I don't remember what it was called, though. I don't know. Anyway. He's lost his way lately, basically. Yeah, he has. Saying. It and might you, have something to do and, with his, his ex-wife, but who knows? Well, I think he lost his way before they even started going together. Totally agree. But that's the other, other than Leo makes the movie and it could have all gone wrong yeah. if it wouldn't have been him is, man, like Johnny Depp is a, a good actor when he wants to be apparently right. and he could play an actual human being instead of a cartoon character or, you know, <laughs> someone covered in makeup I like or a, a caricature mask or of a, himself. a beard or, you know, right. all this stuff. Um as Gilbert Grape. Yes. Imagine having the last name Grape. Nope, that's not. Wouldn't that be a situation where you just change your name? Well, it's funny because he goes to the bakery at one point. He's like, uh, I'm looking for Grape. And I'm like, haha, like a Grape or like that's your last name and you want an order picked up. Like I have the name, last name Winters. Yes, you do. And as a kid, I used to get the whole, oh, Wieners. You know? <laughs> No, they didn't. For real? Which, number one, is super obvious. And number two, I can see it being funny. But when you have to hear it all the time as a kid, it kind of becomes less funny. Actually, to argue with point A, I don't think it's that funny, to be honest with you. Wieners. I don't think it's that, that like, funny. like, yeah, wieners. You're like, oh, yeah, because we're so close to the spelling and we are identical. But then I knew, I knew a guy in school um, who had the last name Fag. Oh, um, no. And his, his first name was also Justin. So I would, I would see what he would go through. And I'm like, okay. Wieners. <laughs> what I do is not that bad by comparison. But yeah, the grapes. No, nope. meet the grapes. Um. So Leo, Johnny Depp, and then the third. There's like 
there's a lot of uh, really a supporting cast this movie that yes. carve out really um, they shine in small roles. Yes, absolutely. Um, John C. Riley. Oh gosh, who plays so this good. guy who basically his dream is to be a manager of a Burger King or not Burger King Burger, Hut. Burger Barn Burger Barn. Yes. Um, Crispin Glover plays this guy that works at a mortuary. He's a uh, yeah mortuary person. Mortuary guy. Yeah. Um, Mary Steen Steenburgen plays like the the town milf. Yeah. Until she leaves eventually, but um, yes. And then Juliet Lewis plays this weird pixie girl. Basically, yeah. it's like Juliet Lewis just blew into town. Basically, I was just gonna say. <laughs> It, the real long line for that is Juliet Lewis comes into town in an airstream. The airstream breaks hey, hey, down. Looked at the sky and just thought, "Man, there are lots of stars up there." <laughs> or something and, like that. And, and it's not even that long. It seems anyway that she is there in the town and like getting to know everybody and, and being a part of the community. It's just like she's there, and then before you know it, they're like, "Oh, the airstream's back up and running." I guess we're gonna leave. It seems like seasons pass. Yes, you know. The calendar just flutters, and she's still there. Right. Like, how long? Like, this Airstream Park takes forever. Forever, right? Yeah. I'm totally with you. So what is your favorite Leo-ism or Leo moment in this movie? Because there are the many. the thing I was thinking about today, because I obviously love this movie. Yes. This was my entry to, other than Growing Pains, um, I saw him on Growing Pains first. He's on Growing Pains, right? Oh, absolutely. He was involved in it's the last pains. season after they had baby show Chrissy. Me that smile By the way, can I just tell you when he was like, show me that smile. When he was, I'm like waiting. No, See, um, that it was that. And then it was this 1993. Right. Every like, time. Wait a second. I was like, he, he, this wasn't a Hugh, a Hugh Glass situation. He totally disappeared in the role. I'm like, yeah, is that? Growing pains By the way, kid? I'm pretty sure I could I could name his filmography from Growing Pains up through it's Catch okay. Me If You, you don't Can. Have to, you don't have to make up for your two, uh, you know. No. Quiz. There's nothing quiz. to make up for. Nope. But thinking about it today, I was like, I did a lot of like Leo and Gilbert Grape uh, impressions as a kid. Was that wrong? Was that was, no. was that insensitive? No, I think that that's understandable. It's not. Oh, right. It's not insensitive. Right. That was the thing. Like amongst my brother, myself, my cousin, we were obsessed um, with this movie yes. at a young age. And we just did lots of Leo impressions from this movie. Well, so did I. And I am clearly like the I am the bluest of the blue. In like, terms let's of put, let's, like I could just count off on it uh, like a top five here. Okay. okay, go. In no particular order. Dad's dead. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Um, where's Arnie? Where's, where's Arnie? Arnie? I'm hiding. Come and yeah. find me. Uh, I'm um, climbing higher. Um, one of my favorites is, uh, my name's Arnie. Uh, would you like to come to my party? I don't know you. <laughs> I don't know you, but, but you, you can, can come. come. Um, uh, Matching the gas take. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. That's one of my favorites. Um, and then, um, what else? Um, oh, Mama, wake up! Yeah, Mama, Mama, wake up! By the way, can I just tell you another fun fact? So, back in the good old days, where you used to program your Windows desktop to like reflect certain sounds. 
at one point I, I would love that as like our 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 starting sound for our our Mac top mama wake up at one point I changed all of my personalization sounds to Gilbert grape quotes made by Leo solely Leo and I had to find them and download the wave file and I like apply them accordingly so like I swear to God I did this you would turn on my my computer and it, it was it was exactly that it was a mama wake up I'm so stupid. I don't know how to do that anymore. Can you make that like when you call me on my phone? Yes. Like, uh, I, <laughs> a yes. from Gilbert yes. Grape. So like <laughs> when the computer would crash, it would be like, dad's Stupid dead. IPhone. Dad's dead. When an app crashed, it was great. It, it, I, I mean, I had a whole. That sounds delightful. I need some really joy was. in my day. Can really you make was. that happen for me? AOL would sign on instead of you've got mail. It would say match in the gas tank. Boom, boom. And I'm like, I have mail. <laughs> I was a really interesting teenager, you guys. Um, <laughs> I think people think of me as like, weren't you a, like, a, I bet you anything you were like that blonde cheerleader-y type. I'm like, oh no, I was the girl taking What's Eating Gilbert Grape sound waves, downloading them on my computer and applying them to my desktop theme. That's the type of woman I was when I was 14. So yeah, lots of impressions of Arnie Grape as a kid. How sad, though, uh, for a, a moment of poignancy, how sad when he finds Darlene Cates and she's no longer with us. How fucking sad it's is that very, moment? It's very sad. Mama, wake up. That's where I think he earned his, uh, his, uh, he's not, he was nominated for this, but didn't Yeah, win. nominated. Should have won. Yeah, and everybody I don't even told know who else was in there, was but he should have won. I don't remember, but everybody Let's told me Let's retroactively move his Revenant Oscar to uh, Gilbert Grape. 1994, we're coming for you. We're getting in the DeLorean. Let's go. But you mentioned Darling Cates, also very good in this movie. Yes. And um, everybody and- praised her in terms of the people who had to work with her because she was a novice. She was not the type of person who had uh, acted before, done anything worth noting. She was found because she appeared on an episode of Sally, Jesse, Raphael in 1985 entitled Too Heavy to Leave Their House. Yep. She was discovered by the... Um, Lassie Hallstrom. No, the um, the guy that wrote the book. So this this was a book first. Oh, that's by, right. By Peter Hedges. You're right. Um, and then he also wrote the screenplay. Peter Hedges went on to go. He did um, uh, what were those movies? Pieces of April with Katie Holmes. That was a good movie. Dan in Real Life, which we saw with Steve Carell. Right. Um, movies like that. Strange to say. But he saw uh, her on that show. It's like, hey, you'd be good to say. Food. But a little known fact is, Darling Kate's is still alive. Yeah, you tried to kill her, Chrissy. Like you really like upset me for like a oh good five to ten minutes because you're like, you know, she's dead, right? And I'm like, no. I was I like, really, she died in this movie, not in real life, Chrissy. I really genuinely was under the impression that she was dead. I don't know where that rumor started, but I heard she died a few years prior. But apparently not. She's alive. Good for her. Um, since the movie. She's great. So she also made appearances on Picket Fences, Touched by an Angel, and played the supporting role of Athena the Fat Lady in a made-for-television film called Wolf Girl. She I lost. Have. She lost two two hundred forty forty pounds. Two hundred forty four pounds in two thousand twelve, um, bringing her weight from five seventy five to three thirty one. As Flava Flava would say, "What does he say?" <laughs> <laughs> I had it. I was like, I what? don't think that's what, what he says. What does he say? <laughs> I was gonna do like baby mama, Ooh, and I'm like, nope, that's not what he says. What does he say? I forgot. What do you mean, <laughs> Flava Flav? 
He says lots of things. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> like a substitute for whooping for joy for someone. I don't know. Flavor, flay. <laughs> that was a good impression, Chrissy. Hey, I'm glad you brought that one out. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, man. I'm here all night. <laughs> Gilbert Grape. So. <laughs> What is that's the funny thing about watching this movie? Um, obviously, as a kid, I just didn't notice this as much. But um, fucking ladies love Gilbert Grape, man. Well, like yeah. just like throwing themselves at him. I was like, he doesn't have much of a personality. He really doesn't. I was like, but he's I- kind of just like a walking, like you know, in terms of char- charisma, right. he's like just a buff. Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's, basically. <laughs> like, <laughs> His eyes are open. You there's know? concrete, there's Bernie, and then there's Johnny Depp in this movie. But, you know, Seabird is like throwing her, like, just like. I mean, think about it this he way. He drops by the house with the groceries, like, kids, leave. You have to hear your Blow job now. Every time. You do have to keep in, in mind a few things. Number one, the climate that they were in. They're in this tiny, tiny yeah. town in Iowa. There's, there's like 50 people there's that live there. There's nobody there, right? He's not a, like an underbridge river troll. Right, he's not. And he's, got, he's got long flowing, nice Vidal Sassoon hair. It was the 90s. And that was a calling card for somebody who was like, you know, more deep or more troubled or somebody you wanted to save. And, you know, there was that, there, women have this habit of wanting to save somebody and like mold them and train them into what they want them to be. And I'm sure there's an appeal for guys like his character, Gilbert, who uh, look great and, you know, but at the same time seem kind of willing to just go with whoever's going to take them by the reins. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. As an older woman. Yes, I get it. Does Gilbert Grape do it for you? No. No. Long Arnie. hair. Arnie. Arnie. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he's always like swatting his face. We well, you know he got that. So um, I don't know if you know this, but in preparation for the role, he spent, I think, six months or so with autistic children and he studied their mannerisms and how they operated in terms of both communication and within a group setting. And he just copied a lot of their stuff. He described that move of flicking his finger against his nose as sort of a quote brain wipe. Like Arnie is massaging the inside of his brain. All right. There you go. Nice. Good job, Leo. (laughs) I guess we can't call you Luke anymore from growing pains. What's your favorite scene in this movie? Gosh, I have to think about that. I, I don't know if I have a favorite scene. I have so many favorite moments, and we already discussed like all the little lines, the you know the the one liners that he delivers. How about the how about the scene where uh, Gilbert Grape beats the shit out of his oh, brother? I can't. That's the saddest scene in the world. It's almost sadder than when Darling Kate dies. It's, I mean, it's life. It's emotions. It's drama. You know, I have to say. When I was younger, I only felt sorry for Arnie. And now that I'm older, I feel sorry for Gilbert, too, knowing that he was thrust, you know, unceremoniously into this caretaker role because his his mom couldn't do it and there's no dad in the picture. Yeah. So I Dad's dead. Dad's dead, clearly. Dad's dead. Dad's dead. So I felt sorry for, for both of them upon this viewing, mm-hmm. more so than I had in the past. Um, to go back for a second, I think if I had to pick a favorite scene, if... It's probably when he climbs the water tower and he, he just imagine the guy standing boom boom. Higher than before. I'm going even higher than before. And then he comes down. 
Um, and Johnny Depp promises he's never going to do that again. Like, he's sorry. He goes, I'm sorry. And then as they're walking away, he's like, want to go whoop there again. An interesting quote. Um, I saw a lot of uh, articles that was like the, the headline was, Depp admits he tortured Leo on Gilbert Grape. And oh, I was boy. Like, tortured him. Um, so Depp admitted that he got easily irritated by Leo during the filming. In an interview, Depp said, quote, it was a hard time for me, that film, for some reason. I don't know why. I tortured him, meaning Leo. I really did. He was always talking about these video games, you know. I told you it was kind of a dark period. Yeah. And I'd say, no, I will not give you a drag of my cigarette while you hide from your mother again, Leo. I'd say the absolute truth is that I respect Leo a lot. He worked really hard in that film and spent a lot of time researching. He came to set and he was ready to work hard and all his ducks were in a row. That's true. So the torture, I was like, where did the the torture come into play? I have no idea. Maybe he's sensitive. Leo's sensitive? Yeah. It sounds like maybe he was looking up to uh, Johnny Depp and like trying to get tips or something and Johnny Depp's like I don't want to play your video games right. nerd this was his, his his second big movie I mean the first one was this boy's life and and yes he had brothers and sisters on that movie but like I mean no I feel like Johnny Depp was a big name at the time he was probably sensitive to it did you know that Leo chose to do this movie over Hocus Pocus <gasps> he could have been Zachary Binks uh, allegedly that's Good old IMDb trivia. Luckily, he clo- he chose this movie, which he has called once the most fun he's ever had. Yeah, that was a wise choice. Good job, Leo. I mean, to think that two years ago he was in Critters 3, and now he's in this. I know, right? Man. But then he followed this up with Basketball Diaries. We actually talked about watching Critters 3. I know. We should have watched Critters 3 and Gilbert Grape looking back. I mean, we really should have. We missed the boat Any on that one. takebacks on that one? Oh, actually, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I couldn't suddenly remember which one came first. I'm pretty sure this came first. So I think the, the chronology is Critters 3, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, uh, Basketball Diaries, The Quick and the Dead, Romeo and... No, Total Eclipse. Total Eclipse, Romeo and Juliet, Titanic, and then Man, Man in the Iron Mask. Catch me if you can. See, this kind of useless knowledge will surely benefit us in um, like a cataclysmic event or a zombie apocalypse. It'll be very important. Zombies are Leo fans. The they pa- care. The password is Leo's IMDb filmography in order. I'm just saying. Luckily, we have Chrissy here <laughs> to save our lives. <laughs> you never know. Ooh. So the, one of the first times we see, I think, um, Leo's character Arnie in this movie is he is um, putting a a grasshopper oh, in a yeah. uh, post box, in like mailbox. mailbox thing. It says that despite the fact that animal protection agents were on set to monitor the well-being of that grasshopper, Arnie de- decapitates in the, the letterbox. Leo actually ended up killing it accidentally. Yes, he did. And he was really broken up about it. Maybe he that was true. The, 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 talking about another scene where he breaks down right afterwards. I killed him, Gilbert. I killed him. Gilbert. I killed him. I killed you know what Gilbert him. says? He doesn't say, it's okay, buddy. He goes, I know. He's a good crier. He, I'm telling you. Good dyer and a good crier. <laughs> Two important qualities. 
I guess he just needs to find a, another film where it's Although, like 90% dying and crying. What do you think Romeo and Juliet was? It was 90% dying and crying. Not till the end. A lot of people die in that movie. True. And there's a lot of crying. Like Claire Dan's ugly crying. <laughs> and then there's um, Leo ugly crying. Well, I defy you stars. There's a lot of ugly crying in that movie. There's good impressions. I know. All right. Tell me if these are true. Okay. These are, quote, trivia. Johnny Depp dared Leo to sniff a rancid pickled egg pickled egg, and paid DiCaprio $500 when he did. True. Depp must have some, like, just bills to be throwing around. <laughs> Do this. Um, Mary Steenburgen was the only person confident enough in Leo's performance that she was willing to pay him from her own salary. False. That sounds weird. Who put that on IMDb? Are you, tell, wait, are you telling me if these are actually true or false? I don't know. They're just... We've gone over this several times. They just It's in IMDb and you're just like, is this true? You didn't vet them. What do I look like? Justin Someone Winters. with a lot of time? Yes. No? Do you know that he really did not bathe during the period in filming when Arnie refused to go near water? He was pretty method in the beginning, so I'm not surprised. He must have stumped. Nobody, no wonder they had issues. Like, he's like, man, Leo, go, just just go wait on, wait over there. <laughs> wait in the distance. Oh, please, Mr. Depp, please tell me about, uh, like, acting and life and stuff. Imagine the gas tank. Imagine the gas tank. Leo uh, played the part of Arnie Grape so well that when he showed up for the film's premiere, many people were shocked and astonished to learn that the young actor was not actually mentally disabled. True. Good for Leo, man. Like I said, I I, I highly... Uh, his performance in, in Gilbert Grape, I thought, was um several times better than The Revenant. I mean, I agree. If he was going to win for just one of those movies, he should have won for Gilbert Grape over that one. Over that so what would be your final grade. grade for Gilbert Grape? Uh, a minus. Me too. Yeah. Another, as a kid, I grew up in like, uh, you know, small town, Americana, like. Not that you know, small, but small. Not that small, but, uh, you know, next door to some small towns like that. True. So I guess it was kind of nice to see that reflected in a Hollywood movie, I guess, is weird to say. but Although, you know why that's weird to say? Because it, in certain aspects, it was so sad. It is. Well, I mean, talking about hindsight things, you know, uh, a big a big uh, plot point of this movie is the fact that all the business is going away from the small town grocery store to the yeah. you know, big time like super, supermarket. Yeah, What's exactly. The, super whatever. Um, oh, gosh. Which leads to the sad scene of Leah of... Uh, Gilbert Grape uh, slash Johnny Depp having to buy cake for uh, Arnie's birthday and then getting caught by his boss outside. Yes. He's standing outside. Um, it's not Food Lion, but, you know, the equivalent. Food Land. Yeah, Food Land. There is you go. Food Land? I think it is. Yep. And he's holding his big cake box, and there's his boss just, like, not stalking him, but stalking the facility in the parking Which lot. Which I don't, I don't think the boss wouldn't have been as mad if, if his uh, Depp's character wouldn't have been, like, why would I go there? I'd rather I, die. I'd rather die. Like he would understand. Like okay, if he didn't say that, and he just needed a huge cake. But right, and he was adamant about that exact phrase. I would rather die. And now look, there it is. 
being chased by women the whole movie will change a man, I guess. I mean, you should try it sometime. Did him and Juliette Lewis, did they, they um, just kissed? Did they, they, was it insinuated they have sex? No. No. Because at the end of the movie, they just like pick them up, right? Right. It's <laughs> kind of it. Well, they're like, um, by the way, we burned down our house. <laughs> with our with our mom, with inside, our mom inside. inside. Yeah, right. <laughs> Can we have a ride? I might have to register some sort of offender. Of mom's something. dead. Mom's dead. Mom's dead. Oh my god! Can you imagine? Um. Yeah that that part was sad. Absolutely. So we've had um. A spread of uh, Gilbert Gilbert Grape ism uh, isms, <laughs> a Gilbert Grape, uh, um, a hodgepodge of things that we can use for our, our desktop theme for our computer. I know. I want you to put it on my cell phone. So when you call me, you mean a ringtone? As uh, a ringtone. Yeah, I can do a ringtone. I used to be able to know how to do that, but since I, I have know this, how this newfangled. This newfangled... Like Clint Eastwood and Gran Torino over Get here. Get off my lawn and leave your old iPhone. That would delight me if I had um, ringtones like that. Uh, I think we can make that happen for you. Awesome. Awesome. I'm on it. So what else? What else? What else? So, um, like I said, one... Eh, Man. Leo movie and then one... Yes. Yes. It's a classic. If you're a Leo fan, you will obviously know it and enjoy it. And if you're not, it might be the turning point in terms of the movies that you've seen that makes you become a Leo fan because you might just think of him as another pretty face, which obviously he is not. I think it's a delightful movie. I think it's way more delightful than it you would think it would be just by first glance. I agree. Yeah. First glance, you're like, eh, I mean, okay, this looks like it's... Uh, a slice of my of, of life movie, but not easy to take in. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is an accessible version of a movie of what it's like to live with um, a sibling or a child who has special needs, and you're balancing the needs of the family. And you know, example of family have to deal with obesity, which is another problem where our country is dealing with as well. Yeah, you know, but it it humanizes it. Yep. in a way that. Not you don't see very often. It was especially unheard of when this came out too in the in the early nineties. It was something that very rarely happened, as opposed to uh, more often than not, perhaps. Anyway, yay, yay, Leo! Happy birthday hey, to both of you. Oh, thanks. I'll, I'll, I'll see forty two. Thanks on his be- on his behalf. Nineteen seventy four. Forty two. Yes, then forty two. Wow. Doesn't mm-hmm. look a day over forty one. Oh man, he's he looks good. Yep. Looks not anymore as much as he used to, but still he's Leo. He can get away with it. Starting to fill out a bit. I know you keep going back he's to He's gonna that. approach Edward Furlong levels if he doesn't watch out. Ruh, ruh. No old, way. Our, our old uh neighbor Edward Furlong poor Edward Furlong. Right? Ugh. Talk about a blast. I saw past. a picture of him was it last year? Sometime recently, where he just looks bad him oh, and you know he's dating val kilmer edward okay. furlong's dating val kilmer <laughs> it was a joke but what I was kind talking of joke is that about people that's who, a sad joke chrissy people who don't look the same well he doesn't look the same because he's dying of cancer not that he's on drugs Wait. and is alcoholic oh i forgot <laughs> cool it with your jokes chrissy just kidding Oh. I am an asshole. No, uh, Edward Furlong has has been dating the girl who um, fell on her head in Dawson's Creek 
Jen's friend who died when she fell on yes, her head. Yes, yes, yes. At um, the dock. Oh my gosh. You know the girl. What's Absolutely. her name? Absolutely. Oh my god, it's killing me now. She Abby. Was, she played Abby. That was the name of the character, right? Mm-hmm. But what's yes. the name of the actress? Don't remember, but I know it's Abby. Oh, that hey, she's in Freddy versus Jason. Anyway, um, both of them look like th- they've been through some kind of tornado of bad stuff. Basically, hey, life happens. I mean, well, drugs are a hell of a drug, I guess. <laughs> drugs and life together, a combination. Um, uh, what else? Um. La- in the past week, I was on another podcast. Yes, you were. Ch- check it out. If you want to f- hear me flailing about because I don't have Chrissy with me. I had to work late. Talk too much about myself. Say embarrassing stuff. Check out. Um, the plot demands it. The plot demands it. Search for the plot demands it. Great um, podcast. We highly recommend, iTunes. by the way. Um, speaking of iTunes, if you were nice enough to leave us a review and rating on iTunes which is basically the most important thing that could ever happen to a podcast. Right. Um, We might love you. We might love you. We might Skype with you in character and do Leo impressions from Gilbert Grape. Jesus. Because that would be really (laughs) funny. might. I'm down. Let's do it. We'll give you, I mean, at the very least, we'll give you a shout out on the show. Totally. Um, If you know us on Twitter, shout out on Twitter. Um, but yeah, um, check us out on iTunes. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter at Movie Geek Cast. We're surprisingly easily accessible. Um, yeah, we, I mean, mainly just for people with me. You guys it. are awesome, and we love you. You guys are awesome. I guess we'll uh, catch you next time. Yay!